Welcome to The Central Garden. I am the Central Seductress, owner and operator of The Central Garden, also known as Mistress Alluring in the BDSM kink circles or community. My podcast has adult content. It is not intended for children. If you are not at least 18 years of age or older, please find something else to do. My podcast is not safe for work. And it's not safe for speakerphone if you're not in the car or with other adults. So please respect the little people and not share this with them. And now, let's get into it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, happy midday. It all depends on where you're listening from. Alrighty, so... As you all know, I have started on this journey of highlighting and or introducing black albinos or black persons with albinism that are in kink and BDSM. And the best place to start with that is me. So today I am going to... Not so much start from the beginning of my journey, but I'm going to give you a little backstory for those of you who possibly have no clue what uh, an albino looks like or some of the challenges we face. So I'm going to give you a little backstory on that and I'm going to segue that into me coming from bedroom kink to being in the community and discussing kink to actually practicing kink and BDSM. So, sit tight and enjoy the ride. And I apologize for being a couple of days late, but we had a storm that knocked out our power Yeah, and my internet didn't get restored to sometime last night. Thank you, Xfinity. But anywho. So. I've been. Well, no, let me start here. I was born with no pigment. And that means I have no color. So I am lighter than most of the Caucasian people that you will ever see in life. Technically, people will say I have gray eyes. But because I have no pigment, when you look into my eyes, my pupil is red. So kind of technically my eyes are clear, but it's okay. Uh, They kind of adapt to whatever eye makeup I'm wearing or the lighting. It just all depends. In having no pigment, I have platinum blonde hair. No, it's not a dye. It is my natural color. If I were to get a relaxer, my hair looks gold. Without a relaxer, it is platinum blonde or some people may say that it is white. My eyebrows, my eyelashes, uh, 
uh, other things are the same color, white. I am also classified as legally blind. Let me explain that because some people get real dumb when you say legally blind. I am not completely blind. I have some sight. I can see. So uh, wondering how I use a telephone or computer and stuff like that. I do it just like everybody else. The thing is with albinism, especially with the vision, it's not like uh, most people who may lose their sight later on in life and you have to make adjustments. This has been my life since birth. My parents mainstreamed me in school. I did uh, have a class that I was in for visually impaired students where we had equipment where we could enlarge our books. Uh, we got time and a half on test, things of that nature. Accommodations were made. But of course, that was when I was up north in Chicago. When we moved down south, and it's 30-something years later, uh, sadly to say, these schools in the south are still not equipped for a visually impaired person uh, that has the, the challenges that I have. They're, they're, they're still not equipped. Um, I am also light sensitive. No, I don't live in the dark, but I'm light sensitive, uh, sensitive to the sun. I sunburn very easily and I will sunburn in the wintertime. I use sunscreen. I use umbrellas. I hate hats, but I do wear, uh, sun hats in the summertime. I try to cover up my shoulders and stuff because my shoulders, my neck, my face ooh, have been burned badly over the years. But uh, trial and error, I guess, you know, uh, growing up, my mom and my dad, they did the best they could to try to protect me and you know, I got to that rebellious age where I ain't want to wear no sunscreen. I ain't want to put on no hat. I ain't want to do nothing. You know, you get a few blisters and then you decide, you know, might be best if I cover my ass up. So, yeah, even as an adult, it was hard for some years for me to cover up. But, hey, you get two lands in the hospital with second and third degree burns from the sun. Yeah, you'll start to do the things that you need to do to protect you. So. That's just a little backstory on me. Now, there are a couple of forms of albinism, and I don't have much knowledge on those, but some of them, uh, some of them uh, cause like blood disorders and things of that nature. I have no knowledge of that because that is not my type of albinism. And they have all these different, uh, names OC4, OC5, ocular this, ocular that. I am 48 years old. All I know is I have no pigment. I'm legally blind. I'm light sensitive and I'm sun sensitive. I'm severely nearsighted. I do not use braille, but I do use large print. 
I can cross the street, but I can't cross the street. I do what I need to do and pray about it that I don't get hit, hurt, or harmed. So that's how that goes. So that's the backstory on that. Uh, pick up a book, ask a friend, ask me. I'll answer any questions that you have. But this should help you if you see us in the street. You won't do like some of these ignorant people have done. Uh, move completely out the way or grab hold of your children like albinism is contagious or something like that. And we're going to talk about that in a later episode because I have to tell y'all about albinism and colorism in the black community. But we're going to get to that later. Right now, we're going to talk about this kink thing. So, I did not know that I was kinky. I clearly remember one Saturday, I was 19, and I had the most amazing sexual experience with a guy. We were just doing things that came naturally. So, fast forward. Have children, get married, get divorced. All that good stuff. Had a couple of, had a few <laughs> sexual encounters. Went through a whole, whole phase, whatever, whatever. Had another friend introduce me into some stuff. Still had no idea that I was kinky. It's okay. Then I reconnected with a friend via Facebook. And he and I started talking. And he introduced me to this wonderful group of people that were on Facebook. And I'm guessing it's okay to say the name of the group because the group is no longer in existence. But the group was called the Short Bus. If you were a member of that group, kudos to you. Thank you so much because you all helped me so much on my journey. In that group, I was able to ask questions. They answered. They took their time with me because for a while, I thought that I was crazy. Now, in my marriage, I did not discuss any of this with my now ex-husband. In the next long-term relationship that I got into, I did not discuss it with him. Number one, I was ashamed because even though sex was a conversation within my family not so much in my household but within my family talking to aunties uncles cousins and stuff like that even though it was a conversation especially when i became an adult it, it just became a regular conversation when we would get together i still was ashamed because these things were not talked about we talked about vanilla sex you know, giving head and positions and stuff like that. And I would listen and all of that good stuff. And yeah, learn some new terms and stuff like that. And it was like, oh, okay. But in this group, I was able to ask the questions that I was curious about, which opened up a whole, just a whole new plethora of things that I was like, wow. Now, mind you, I never let go of that experience at 19. I never let go of it. And the guy and I, he's my partner now. We still talk about that day. 
to this day. That was shit, damn near 30 years ago. <laughs> but it stuck with both of us. And it still sticks with me because I didn't know anything about what we were doing. Anything. And it wasn't anything outlandish or uh, taboo. It was just stuff that I don't think a 19-year-old back then would have known about. But we were open to exploring, and so that's what we did. And it was wonderful. So, anywho, in this group, like I said, I learned to become true to myself. I learned to become confident in asking for what I want in expressing my interest of things. And so the friend of mine who introduced me into this, we became uh, friends with benefits and that lasted for some years. And over that time, we experiment with, experimented with quite a few things. Uh, my first girlfriend and I used to go to the swingers club. We never did anything. We just people watched. But he and I went to the swingers club. And yeah, that's when I found it. I'm 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 just not a swinger. I'm I'm not. <laughs> I'm just not a swinger. Um we tried blindfolding, we tried bondage, we did uh spanking open hand, we did hairbrush, uh we did light humiliation and degradation. We had a lot of fun. Let me say that. We had a lot of fun exploring and all of that. So fast forward. Uh, I had been on off and on on fit and <clears throat> kept meeting these creepy people. And then I would get on fit and then not get on fit. So, of course, I couldn't remember my passwords. So, I kept changing, kept changing, kept changing. I want to say my account now is probably the longest running account that I've had because I am on fit actively now. Not looking for anything, but it is a great social site for finding out um, munches and play parties and even meeting local kinksters in your area or finding out about different play spaces and some people make some very interesting journal reads and so you know I'm a big uh, advocate for education especially uh, kink and BDSM and sex education in the black community because even though everything is out here on the net in our community, is still taboo. Like me talking about me being an albino in the kink community is probably taboo to some people because it's probably unheard of. Again, go back to that piss poor joke. Where do albinos go after high school? We go every goddamn where. Fuck you mean? Okay, anyway, we're not going to even get into that because y'all can tell it still pisses me off. So... Fast forward to me getting involved in the community. I thank the people in the local BIPOC community. Let me thank them first for 
welcoming me in without question. I didn't have to explain my blackness. I did not have to prove my blackness. I did not have to prove how down I was. I didn't have to do any of that. They just accepted me for who I am as I am. So when I first came in, I was presenting as a submissive. And at the time, I had a dominant. Um, Again, he's my partner. But we had a dynamic and it has ended because needed to focus on the relationship. And quite frankly, he didn't know what the hell he was doing. He knew, but he didn't know. He had a plan in his head, but he couldn't execute it. So, yeah. So, I was looking for a play partner. Because I found that I really enjoy flogging. And I truly enjoy wax. But I am a sensualist at heart. I love the, uh, what is it called? Kangaroo love, skin on skin contact. All of that good stuff. I also learned that. I am a mommy type caregiver because I'm a natural nurturer and I want to empower and uplift you to become the best you that you could possibly be and give you some structure and discipline if and when needed. So we had an event and I did my first public scene as a a, a bottom it was nice. I was uh, tied with rope from a spreader bar on a uh, implement called the rack. And I was flogged and other instruments were used. I was also handcuffed to a spanking bench in this same scene. And I was blindfolded this time. It was still nice. Uh... And I was cool. But after that, I tapped into my switch uh, things and I started doing scenes where I was the top and the people in the BIPOC community trusted me enough that they would bottom for me. And I thank them so much. I'm not going to give names because I don't have their consent. But they know who they are, and I thank them so much. That group of ladies were awesome. They allowed me to practice my wax skills, my flogging skills, my sensual skills. And all of that over the years, plus learning from other people in the community, BIPOC and non-BIPOC, one of my very good friends and I like to call him my brother he was on my show he has been an amazing help to me he has been an amazing help to me and I I'm going to say his name because he's been on my show Mr. Gray and not from Fifty Shades Mr. Gray has been an awesome mentor, friend, teacher, 
a great ear to listen. He has just been amazing over the years that I've known him. And I think we've known each other six years, but it seems like forever. And I met his partner before I met him. And she and I are still really good friends. And she entrusted me to do wax on her. I love it when she messaged me and says, so what are you cooking up in that big brain of yours? <laughs> and so from that trust, that helped build my confidence. And I was asked to do, uh, I've been asked to do vendor fairs because I sell adult toys. I have been guest on another podcast. I have been guest uh, in Facebook groups to do some education. I have uh, taught a couple of classes locally. I have done countless demos with wax. And at Pride a few weeks ago, I did wax demos. And it was amazing. And all of this with limited vision. But the people trust me. Because number one, I'm going to research everything that I do before I do it. Number two, I'm going to talk to you and we're going to negotiate this scene until we can't negotiate it anymore. Number three, I am so intentional on my scenes and with my scenes. My girlfriend, who is also my submissive. Trust me to deliver in scenes for her. And when I say we talk, we talk. We negotiate everything. And negotiation for me looks slightly different than negotiation for everyone else. Because when I was a bottom slash sub, we had to negotiate my pain threshold not only because I'm not a masochist but because you can pinch me too hard and bam there goes a bruise if I were to show y'all pictures of me after these surgeries where they put IVs in me or even when I go to the doctor and get my blood drawn I'm not talking about a small bruise y'all I'm talking about my arm look like I've been in a fight and I just got hit in my arm several times you hold me too tight. I'm going to bruise. Depending on where you holding me. I'm going to bruise. You pinch me. I'm bruising. Scratch me. It's going to leave a bruise. So I had to be very careful in negotiating scenes. Thankfully, the people that I was able to scene with and bottom for, they do a tour of their bag, which I also do when I'm scening. Even with my girlfriend, who is my submissive, she knows what's in my bag. But when we get ready to sing, I tell her to take a tour of my bag, pull out everything that you want me to use and leave what you don't want me to use. Our last scene was last Friday and it consisted of sensual play, impact play and electric play. Yes, we use the violet wand. And it ended with a very lovely Hitachi. 
If you don't have a Hitachi in your bag, you need to get one. I'm just going to tell you that right now. You can get them on my site. You need to have a Hitachi. I actually have the curved Hitachi. You need to get one. When I tell you, she will be happy that you did. Mm. And I actually have a pillow where I can sit the Hitachi inside the pillow and she can straddle the pillow. You can get that on my site too. Mm-hmm. Yep, I shop with me. And y'all know the site is given at the end of the show. But anyway. So in that, I had to negotiate that. I like the feel of cold metal. I like knife play. There are only two people in the community that I will let do knife play on me. And we had to negotiate very carefully about that because knife play it to me is the ultimate mind fuck because it fucks with you mentally and physically now i get it some people do use the blade side of the knife but some people don't use the blade side they use the back side of the knife and in that you have to be very still and you have to be very trusting because the least little accidental drag can draw blood i'm not a person who is into blood i'm not into scarification branding none of that so the negotiation for that was in-depth same way with a person using their nails on me the negotiation for that is very in-depth and that's why i say it's only two people who i will allow to do that for me I've since gotten fire cupped. I was severely afraid of fire cupping because my skin is so sensitive and I can give myself a burn in the bathtub with running dishwater. If the water too hot, I'm going to burn my skin. My skin is going to turn a very, 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 very nice shade of pink to damn near red. Depending on how hot it is, it may last for a few hours. It may last a day or so. I have to be really, really careful. And so with that and the knife play and the fire cupping, yeah, I was apprehensive. But I let my guard down and I got fire cupped for the first time last year. It felt amazing. And I got fire cupped on the same night that I learned how to do fire cupping. So, yes, I I do fire cupping. Now, I don't do fire drumming and fire flogging and stuff like that. Nope. Um, When you have a vision impairment and you are in kink, the most important thing is your safety and the safety of the person that is bottoming for you. So for me, if my hands and my eyes cannot uh, sync together in a rhythm, that I can control, I don't touch it. So I don't play with whips at all because a whip can get away from me. And I get it. Accidents happen even with a flogger because I have some long floggers. But even with a flogger, you can think that you're aiming at one spot and accidentally hit another spot. But that can be fixed, comforted, comforted, uh, you can give aftercare to that. It doesn't necessarily require a hospital visit. But fuck around and hit somebody wrong with a whip. Or fuck around and mess with somebody wrong with some fire. 
That's a hospital trip. And I don't want that for somebody who is trusting me with their safety. And I don't want that for myself. We're not even going to get into the law and logistics of all that. I just don't want that for... mm -mm. No, we're not going to do that. So I tend to stick with things that I can control. Like with wax, I don't use candles. Because number one, that flame is blinding to me. So when I do wax play, I do it with a wax warmer. Plus the wax warmer gives a better pour. Because I use paraffin wax versus candle wax. And I like that. And the people that bought them for me with the wax, they understand that. And the way that I do it, it makes it more sensual. So I'm very intentional on the things that I do in the kink community. Now, will I say that because my journey into kink and into the community was kind of seamless, that everybody's journey is like that? No. There, there are going to be some hiccups along the way. I can only say that they were welcoming to me. If there were some side chatter uh, behind my back, I don't know. No one has ever said anything. No one has ever treated me any differently. So I'm going to assume that everything was on the up and up. And those relationships, for the most part, 90% of the relationships that I formed when I came into the community six years ago versus just doing bedroom kink, I still have those relationships now. And some of them are stronger than ever. Some of my kink relationships are actually stronger than most of my vanilla relationships. Go figure. And some of my kink relationships, they're not even friendships anymore. They're co-family. I love these people and some of them I will go to fucking war behind. I, 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 I seriously will. I will go to war behind some of them. And I know they would do the same for me. I will hurt you behind some of my, my co-family. You know. And, and that's how it is. But for me, being a, a person, a black person with albinism... I'm trying to stay politically correct. I don't want to offend anybody. But again, y'all know me being called an albino does not bother me. It, it, it just doesn't. But I'm trying to be politically correct. But in my BIPOC relationships, in my non-BIPOC relationships, in the kink community, everything has been seamless. Have we always seen eye to eye? Of course not. You don't see eye to eye with anybody all the time. But we come to a happy medium where we can agree to disagree and then we keep going. And they'll still ask me, hey, can you come do such and such? And I'll be like, okay. Okay. This journey uh, landed me in a management position to one of the local dungeons that's here. I'm no longer affiliated with that dungeon. To now I'm in management for kink club 901 k period i period n period k period 
Club 901 or KC 901. And we are an inclusive, affirming, equitable, equitable, safe space for everyone. And we host our events. We have our munches on Wednesday. We'll be adding munches. You can get screened because it's a members only. Everybody's not a, you know, off the street. You just can't come. No, mm -mm. we don't divulge our locations or any of that. And again, the community has been so welcoming, you know, and like I said, on the next one, I'll discuss the colorism and how it's before I can explain to people that I'm black. I have to explain to people that I'm an albino or a person with albinism. Hmm. Think about how tiresome that can be. <laughs> but again, my, my journey may not have been uh, as somebody else's journey. And I don't think it will. I think everybody has their own journey. I know everyone has their own journey. And the kink community is supposed to be non-judgmental and all of that good stuff. And you're supposed to be free. Let your freak flag fly and be who you want to be. And in whatever form that is, whatever role you're taking on, but we still have people in the community with their biases and their prejudices. Uh, some people try to gatekeep and things of that nature. So it can get hard. It can get frustrating. But for the most part, for me, it's been smooth sailing. And I'm so grateful and thankful for that because in everything that I have attempted to do in the kink community I've had nothing but the utmost support respect from the community from the core people in the community that I surround myself with I and I, I, I'm so thankful for that and that's BIPOC and non-BIPOC I'm so thankful for that. It may not seem like much to a lot of people, but that is tremendous to me. They know that I want to go to school uh, to enhance my intimacy coaching. Sadly, none of these places take financial aid. But I mean, if y'all want to donate to a sister's education fund, we can do that. We can do that. I, I might set that up. I want to uh, attend the Sexual Health Alliance. They have an intimacy coaching class, and I want to take that. I want to attend Urban Awakenings and study Tantra. They don't take financial aid. And I don't know any other way to get money for school. I'm going to look into some grants. So if y'all know some things that I don't know, help a sister out. Send me some links. Because I want to go to school to improve my education. Yes, I sell the toys, but y'all, my heart is in the education. My heart is in teaching. That is where my heart is. 
And I want to study these things to better help people. To better help us. Life is too short for bad sex. Life is too short to not be in tune to your partner or your partners. Life is too short for you not to be in tune with yourself. And so that's where I am right now. That's that's where I am right now, y'all. I'm on a journey. I'm embracing all things me. I am um, getting healthier mentally, emotionally, physically. Y'all know I did the weight loss surgery. I'm still losing weight. I have not weighed myself. I have a doctor's appointment on Friday. I'm just going to wait till Friday to see what my regular doctor says. And we're going to go from there. And then I have an appointment with my surgery because on Saturday, I'll be one month post-op. Yay, me. And y'all, I'm just, baby, I'm, I am for real, for real embracing the sensual seductress, mistress alluring, and those who know me by my real name, I'm embracing her. I am walking in my greatness. I am walking in my power, in my authenticity. And if you don't like it, don't fucking look. Don't put on no shades because this light going to blind you even through your shades. Don't look. I'm in competition with nobody. I want to see everybody win. I am supporting everybody, friends, family, strangers, you name it. I'm supporting you. As long as you're not breaking the law and what you're doing is consensual, I am supporting you for living your best life. And in that, I'm supporting me. I'm pouring into me. I'm pouring into those who are going to pour into me. And even if you don't pour back into me, guess what? I've learned that I can pour enough into me for me. But I also know if you're not pouring back into me to walk the hell away. Because nobody wants a one-sided friendship. So, yeah. That's, that's a little bit more insight to me. Uh, I hope that this may have answered some of your questions. Again, if you are in the uh, Memphis, Mississippi, Arkansas area, and you are a person with albinism and you are interested in kink or you are into kink and you want to get into the community, by all means, please hit me up. If you just want to be on the podcast and talk to me about it, be it your apprehension or you tried it, it wasn't for you. You tried it, it was for you. You trying to figure out your role. Hit me up. If you are a person uh, with albinism and you have your own business, soap making, candle making, I don't care what it is. Hit me up. Y'all, I want to highlight us. Yeah, we have National Albinism Awareness Day. 
But we need to be highlighted and celebrated every day. It, it's, it, it's, it's time. People need to see us. All of my black albino brothers and sisters, people need to see us. We are not a freak show. Granted, we some of the sexiest people you're going to ever meet. But we're not a freak show. We're smart. We're intelligent. We're creative. I think we are some of the most open-minded people that ever walked the face of the earth because of some of the things that we have dealt with throughout our lives. We make some of the best friends. And party people, too. Because, hey, I'll get up and dance. I'll have me a drink. I'm silly. And we're just going to kick it. We're just going to kick it. But, yes, by all means. And to my non, uh, my people who don't have albinism, if y'all know somebody, send them my way. I just want to talk and be in community with other people who looks like me. Y'all, that thing about representation, like I said last time, I am really beginning to see how that thing really matters. How that thing really matters. I want, I need to see more people who look like me. I can't be the only person with some color in the room. Yep, that's what I said with some color. With some color. My melanin popping too. Yep. I want to be on a shirt. I do. I want to be on a shirt. So yeah. I, I'm just saying. Send them to me. Send them to me. And... If you on IG, follow me. If you on Facebook, follow me. If you on TikTok, follow me. Uh, I'm about to see what I can do with Pinterest. I have a YouTube channel. Follow me. Y'all, I'm ready for this journey. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And I know I'm going to get some backlash from people saying, oh, you shouldn't be using the albinism to... For your platform and you shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that. Well, you shouldn't be criticizing me either. So shut the hell up. I'm not using it in a bad way. I'm using it in a good way. I am bringing the positive. I am breaking the taboo conversation. I am highlighting us. Our black excellence. Our black girl and black boy magic. I'm letting the world know we are here. There's a place for us. We've been here. We're not going anywhere. Call me cocky, whatever you want to call me. But you won't call me non-existent. That's what you won't do. You won't dismiss me. You won't dismiss us. We are here. We have a voice. We should be heard. We need to be heard. We should be respected. We need to be respected. Fuck all that. You're going to hear us and you're going to respect us. You may not like us, but you're going to respect us. And you're going to hear us. So with that, I thank you all. 
drop me a comment, a question, a concern, whatever it is, right, wrong, indifferent, drop it to me. I want to hear it. I want to read it. I will answer you back. In all things, as I always say, keep it safe, keep it sane, keep it consensual, and keep it sexy. Thank you for tuning in to The Central Garden. Once again, I am the Central Seductress, a.k.a. Mistress Alluring. You can find me on Facebook, The Central Seductress, on Instagram, The underscore Central underscore Seductress, on Twitter, The Central Garden, on TikTok, The Central Seductress 69. If you're looking to enhance your play bag and your toy essentials you can shop at thecentralgarden.com if you have any questions comments concerns even show suggestions drop me an email at thecentralgarden at gmail.com and it's spelled s-y-n-s-u-a-l check out my patreon page sign up for one of my tiers i promise you you will not be disappointed until next time Keep it safe, keep it sane, and keep it consensual.